Credit Card, brought to you by Bank of Ireland in partnership with Aer Lingus. Whether you're buying your weekly basics or splurging on a special gift, with Air Credit Card, you'll collect Avios and unlock even more rewards. The only credit card in Ireland that gives you travel rewards as you spend. Sign up now by searching Bank of Ireland Air Credit Card and go from tap to takeoff. Bank of Ireland, begin. Over 18s only. Acceptance criteria, lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Subject to a monthly fee of €7.99 and annual government stamp duty of €30. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Spinner Skull, the podcast. Only available on the GoLoud app. You are very welcome to Spinner Skull with me, Louise. We are back for another week. And this week is a massive week for our Leaving Cert students. They are officially back in the Shomra Ranga. They are back in their classrooms. Finally, a little bit of clarity around exam formats and... uh, yeah, back in class contact with their Moon Tories. So I'm sure there's a lot of happy students and teachers across the Southwest and across the country this morning. We are going to take a deep dive into maths this morning, a subject that I must put my law of a suicide and say I absolutely detested in school. I was not someone that was good with numbers. In fact, all the way back to primary school, I have these horrific memories of trying to learn my times tables by heart. And you know what? I think it's a subject for me that's always scared me a little bit. But a man who is an expert and is going to help you, give you tips, and tricks and great little pieces of advice on how you can ace your maths leaving cert exam whether you decide to sit the written exam in June or opt for a format or opt for a series of accumulated grades is Moonthor Colin Ryan he is a maths teacher in Salesian Secondary School in Palace Genry in County Limerick and Mr Ryan we are delighted you're joining us this morning on Spinner Skull Thanks for having me Louise um, yeah I think I think the anxiety levels have, have decreased slightly but I suppose there's still a few questions that people are kind of still concentrating on whether you know you're going to drop from higher level to ordinary level and all these little nuances and little small things that people are worried about maybe um, and have to kind of have decisions made by the 8th of March so while anxiety levels have decreased there's still a few small things that we just need ironed out I suppose by the Department of Education and making sure the kids are making the right decisions for themselves you know because at the end of the day nobody wants anybody to fail um, a maths exam we're just conscious of that over the next couple of days we'll get that all sorted but we're all gearing towards um, an exam in in June and it's great to have now a focal point for that and also for the the 14th of May for the last date for um, you know collecting evidence on the accredited grades. Yeah no doubt about it so Colin at this point it's Saturday morning you've done a week in the classroom how are students feeling are they happy to be back are they generally in a better zone than they were when you were teaching remotely? Yeah of course and and sure signs of of happiness is the kids attending school and this week we've had nearly a, a you know a 95% attendance which is which is phenomenal and I think they're just delighted to have that social interaction you know they're at that stage where they need help they need to be talking to teachers asking them questions and while some will engage better with online than others um, you know there's an awful lot of students who who need the face-to-face contact. Yeah no doubt about that and very well said it is that social break for them as well and the outlet to meet their friends and their peers and their teachers no less as well. So we're going to deep dive into maths college and I think um, you'll obviously appreciate that maths is one of these subjects that's a little bit like Marmite. You either love it or you hate it. It's hard to find an in-between place with maths. Would you agree? Yeah, but uh, as I say to first years, you know, coming in, you know, unfortunately, it's something you have to do. Uh, you know, we have to get you to even sir. Whether you love it or hate it, um, I think our mantra is is just that you're improving day by day. You know, like nobody's expecting you to get 100% in every exam. You know, that's that's unrealistic and not everybody has to be brilliant at it. 
but you have to have enough ability and enough knowledge to get through it no more than every subject yeah for sure and I think there is that kind of added incentive with maths as well because we've seen over the last number of years that changes have come in particularly for the Leaving Cert that reward the higher level match student you know whether it's you get those few bonus points uh, when you're applying for your CAO for taking higher, higher level maths so do you think Colin it's a thing that students actually are sticking with higher level maths because they know that that little incentive those extra few points are there yeah of course and I think you know we, we've noticed that over the last couple of years since that has come in that we've had to put on an extra higher level class um, to cater for them students and you know like I'm fine with that anything that kind of promotes you know kids to take on the higher level paper a bit more you know was great because we were kind of finding that drop off you know people who would have done well in a higher level junior cert paper and they just didn't want to you know, to put in the work to, to do higher level in leaving cert. So, you know, we have definitely been finding that we've had, we've been getting more people through the higher level paper. And while, you know, not every one of them is getting or looking for a H1 or a H2, you know, we're mindful that H5s and H6s are just as important for these students and that, you know, we can get them to that level. Let's jump into talking about those grades. So and those H1s to H5s and how we can get the marks. OK, we know that obviously maths is quite a lengthy exam. If you sit the written paper, it's two and a half hours long for paper one and the same for paper two. There's 150 marks going for each paper. You're the expert here, Colin. Let's just start with paper one. What are the areas to watch? What are the trends to keep an eye out for? Yeah, well, of course, with, with this year, you know, you're, you're going to have um, five short questions to do out of six, you know, and the grades, uh, the, the marks have moved up to 30 instead of 25 for them. So you are going to have a choice in there. And what I'd be saying to students is, you know, your basics in algebra are extremely important. You know, being able to, to solve uh, quadratic and cubic and simultaneous equations um, is, is really, really important. Um, your ability to be able to add and subtract multiply and divide in algebra um there's no getting away from not knowing the basics of algebra so like especially even though there's choice this year you are going to have to do that and you are going to have to be good at them algebra basics and that's just practice you know that's not about um being able to understand what the question is there's a certain amount of basics that are still going to be asked in a straightforward way and um you you have to have um an ability to be able to to cope with them questions and to do the techniques in them questions and the processes. You know, I suppose one of the big things that people find hard in higher level is understanding what's been asked. But if you can get the basics right um, in, in the short questions, you'll pick up marks very quickly. So algebra and, and the basics of algebra is really, really important. Even though we're given the choice this year, we're still going to have to do it. Because if you think about it, paper one is made up of algebra, um, complex numbers, uh, we have calculus, uh, differentiation and integration. So they are, they are limited in what they can put on, you know, with, 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 the, with the choice. So you're going to have probably two short questions in algebra where the basics are going to be asked. So you have to be able to do them and they'll get you through an awful lot of the paper um, if, you're, if you are able to do them. You're going to have your complex numbers question, which is guaranteed this year. Um, so I would say, you know, be very, very familiar with how to use the Myvers theorem um, and be able to find the roots uh, of, of a complex equation and understand the differences in, in a complex equation and a quadratic. Then with your financial maths, you know, you're, you're going to have to know how to, how to deal with the amortization formula in loans and how to deal with a savings account um, and, and, and a link between a savings account and a geometric sequence. Uh, that question will, will, will for sure 
you know, come up in the paper this year because of, of especially now that they're going to have to put on four long questions. And remember, you have a choice of three in them long questions. And while they're still worth 50 marks, they have made a note that the content is not going to be the same. There's going to be less content for more marks. So, um, you know, don't overthink the, the ideas around what's going to come up in the long questions you know just be able to do the basics and one of the, one of the the big things in 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 maths is people jump straight to the long questions and the difficult questions and they kind of say oh i can't do that and then suddenly their self-esteem is is and self-confidence has gone down so i would always say to people start with your short questions build up your confidence you know get the get the basics of algebra right get the basics of sequence series and financial maths right get your complex numbers question in and then you can deal with the long questions and just take them, you know, question by question. You know, like there, there are certain parts of the long questions where you mightn't get the part A of the question, but you can do the part B and the part C. And while the part A might frighten you, um, you know, make sure you read the entirety of the question. And what they'll often do is give you, especially watch out for the calculus question where they'll say, show that something is equal to something. Well, if you don't know how to show it, they're telling you it is. So if they're telling you it is that, then you can carry that forward onto the next part of the question and you can build on that. So I don't think they're going to punish people, you know, like in previous years, where if you don't know a part A, you won't be able to do part C or a part B or part C. So um, realistically, you know, your checklist for, for, for paper one is know your algebra basics, solve your equations, be able to solve your inequalities, your, your equations, be able to divide and multiply in complex numbers, be able to, to do the Moivre's theorem in complex numbers. You know, that question is, is, is probably nearly guaranteed um, because it has come up down through the years. Um, be able to deal with, with functions and differentiation. So be able to differentiate different functions, know how to do first principles in differentiation. And then with integration, know the link between integrating and finding the area under curves and also estimating the area under curves using the trapezoidal rule so there is there is a couple of things there where you know in the short questions you can be you can be sure that they're not going to overcomplicate the paper because of the, the situation that people are finding themselves in and then with the long questions you're going to get your calculus question the one thing to watch out for is the trigonometric function question. And just be mindful that that can appear in paper one because it's a function, but it could also appear in paper two because it's trigonometry. So if it doesn't appear in paper one, there's a good chance it will appear in paper two. So be able to deal with a sine or a cosine function and uh, and the, I suppose adapt to the different type of question that will appear on that. Can I just quickly ask the importance of showing your work in maths? Because I always remember this being something that a teacher would say to me, even if you don't think you can get a problem solved or you can get to the end or to the actual answer. I know that maths, there's a lot of marks awarded for showing your work and actually attempting a question even though you mightn't get the correct final answer, you will pick up marks along the way for working it out. Yeah, it's a, it's a misconception, I think, in maths that you know people get obsessed with the right answer. It's not necessarily the right answer. It's the processes by which you came to that answer. So just the students need to be conscious that, yes, if, if something doesn't look like the right answer at the end, don't spend 10 minutes trying to get the right answer. You know, quite often it's a small mistake that you might have made in a sign but you could waste 10 minutes trying to get the correct answer when you might only be losing three marks. You know, it might only be a blunder. 
So don't don't waste your time in the paper. And just remember a little thing that a good good word, a, a good note is always divide the marks in two. And that is the time that you should be spending on the paper. So if it's a 50 mark question, you should be spending 25 minutes on it max. If it's a 25 mark or 30 mark question, as it is this year in the short questions, you should be spending 15. So if you're getting over that time, then move on and come back to it at the end because you, you'll find time will fly and you don't want to be losing marks on something that you could possibly do. At the end of the paper, you'll be kicking yourself going, I knew how to do that, but I didn't have the time to do it. Quickly, Colin, we'll move on to paper two and I guess you might just take us through the paper and where students really need to focus their attention and how you would attack that paper for maximum marks. Yeah, I find I find with paper two that it's a small bit better, um, you know, to, to kind of I won't say predict because the, the word predict has kind of got out of the, the, the phrase, I suppose, in maths. But um, it's definitely, um, you know, you, you have statistics, you're going to get a long question on statistics um, where you have to deal with a confidence interval. Um, and you have to do a bit of hypothesis testing. If it's ordinary level, you're going to have to deal with scatter plots, you know, draw scatter plots. You're going to have to deal with, um, I suppose, uh, stem and leafs and histograms. And also finding the mean and median and mode and standard deviation. Um, get used to them on the calculator and just be make sure that you're able to do them and be be confident in the calculator that you take into the exam, um, you know, and that you know how to use it. Don't go borrowing last minute. OK, because you might end up with a different type of calculator. Um, so the statistics exam is really, or statistics question is really important because you are certainly going to get a, a confidence interval, a hypothesis test um, question and probably the Z scores um, uh, question that appears in probability and the empirical rule of your ordinary level. So that's your kind of link to probability. Um, if you're in the probability question, you're going to have to know how to deal with, uh, you know, how many ways there is to do an experiment. So that's your combinations and arrangements question. And then you have your Bernoulli trials. So I would say, you know, two topics that come hand in hand are probability and statistics. You'd probably get a short question in probability and a long question in statistics. So, you know, that's that's going to be 80 marks um, out of your 300 in that paper. So you do need to concentrate on, especially if it's higher level, concentrate on your rules and probability. Um, and you, you may very well get two probability questions in, in, in paper two. So, you, you know, if you concentrate on probability and statistics, you could be talking about 100 marks. It's a third of the paper. So, um, you know, definitely concentrate on that. Also on that paper, you have trigonometry. And with trigonometry, I suppose, know the basics of your perimeter area and volume. But with trigonometry, you have to know how to solve triangles. So Pythagoras' theorem, ratios, the sine rule and the cosine rule, there's no getting away from them. You really need to be able to do them and really need to be comfortable with using them formulas um, to, to, to find the missing information. And that's at ordinary level and higher level. At higher level, you have to, um, I suppose, be able to solve trig equations. And as I mentioned in, in, uh, in paper one, you have to be comfortable with a trig function. So that could appear in either paper. Um, but trigonometry, probability and statistics make up an awful amount of paper two. And you, there's no getting away from that. You have to be able to solve triangles. You have to be able to solve trig equations and trig functions. And then you have to be able to... Um, to, to know your probability rules, Bernoulli trials, Z scores, or empirical rule of your ordinary level. 
And then with statistics, we have to be able to calculate the mean, median, mode, range, standard deviation. We have to be able to draw different graphs. And then we have our confidence interval question at ordinary level and our hypothesis testing at, at higher level and p-values. So like the questions are a lot more repetitive in that. And, and you kind of know where you're going. A lot of practice over the last couple of years will get you through them. Um, the rest of paper two, I suppose, is, is geometry. And while geometry is a large topic, um, you know, you can, you can break it down into your basics, you know. So at higher level, you have your proofs. Learn your three proofs. Learn your, your five constructions that you have to be able to do. You know, no teacher can... can can teach you that you have to go and learn them. You know, your teacher will supply them to you and you have to go and learn them and, and really take the time to, to learn them. Um, and also with ordinary level, probably the enlargements question um, in geometry, you have to kind of be conscious of that. There isn't as many proofs or constructions in, in ordinary level. And then finally, the last part of the, or, the, the, the paper is your, your line and circle question. Um, so they are going to be two guaranteed short questions. And remember, an awful lot of coordinate geometry of the line is what you've done at junior cert. Um, I suppose if you've done junior cert higher level, there isn't much more, I suppose, that you're adding to that. But you have to be familiar with all your formulas. The log tables is essential there. You know, if you get a, if you get a question on, on coordinate geometry of the line or the circle, you have to have your log tables out and open, and you have to be looking at the formulas and, and getting through them. But um, statistics, probability, and trigonometry are, are you know, your, your three big topics in, 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 in paper two, because you're going to have a mixture of, that's probably going to account for two thirds of that paper, you know, and if you really, really concentrate on them and then fill it in with your, with your coordinate geometry of the line and circle questions and learn your bit of geometry, You'll do, you'll do really well in paper two. In a nutshell, could I just ask you for a little piece of advice, perhaps for students who are tuning in this morning and find all of this quite daunting and maybe think, you know, I don't have enough time. I don't have my basics down. Maybe I'll just drop back to ordinary level. The way I look at it and the way I've kind of explained it to my students this week is, you know, I've been, I've been talking to my students about, I suppose you still have to have professional conversations with students and you know, I'm conscious that as a, as a professional, I still have to advise my students on what I think is best for them if they were to sit a written exam. You know, I haven't, I haven't got into any talk about estimated grades or accredited grades. So teachers have to be having that discussion with students. And I've had a few this week where, you know, I had to have the discussion and kind of went, well, my professional opinion would be, you know, to maybe drop back. Um, you know, to do ordinary level um, because I'm, I'm just unsure about whether you'd be capable of sitting a higher level exam. So, you know, I'd be saying teachers are the best protocol to, to, to have advice on that. Um, if, if I'm not advising students of that, then, you know, I kind of think that they have enough ability or, you know, that they've done enough work and there is loads of time, you know, like it's like anything else. Teachers will always find time. Um, you know, that's, that, that's one of the traits that we, I suppose, we're good at. We, we know how to, I suppose, um, to, to kind of concentrate on what's important now, you know, and to get that covered. So like while I still have a few topics to cover with my, my higher level class, you know, we will get there and we will still be able to concentrate on, on exam papers. And when, whether you decide to, te to, to take accredited grades or whether you decide to sit the, re uh, the written leave insert or whether you, you decide to do both, and my professional opinion would be to do both because you have two choices at it. And also remember, 
that even if a teacher were to tell you what grade they were giving you, we're not privy to the SEC uh, procedures that go after that. So, you know, you could very well be downgraded or, you know, something like that. So, you know, it's always, I suppose, a, a conscious worry that we would have that there's no point in having them conversations that you might know what you'll get, but sitting the written exam gives you that backup, you know, that you'll definitely get what, what, what you deserve. Um, and like teachers are conscious that students have been putting in phenomenal effort and they're going to use just like last year, I suppose, their evidence of what they have done to date, um, you know, their best best place to, to make the decisions on, on the evidence of what they're seeing day by day of a student's ability in class. And generally, we can always tell, you know, wh what they're going to get or how they're going to get on. So I suppose if you're in doubt about whether you want to sit higher level or, or ordinary level, you know, talk to your teacher, you know, and have that have that discussion about what they think, um, because they they're they're best placed to to advise you in that in that situation. Brilliant. So fantastic to chat with you, Moonthor. Colin Ryan from Salishan Secondary School in Palace Genry, County Limerick. Lots of fantastic maths advice. And a little later on the show, we will chat to our four Leaving Cert representatives all about their opinions on maths and whether or not they will be sitting that written exam, going for opting for a series of accum opting for a series of accredited grades or maybe as Mr Ryan said going for both and keeping their options open it's all on the way very shortly on Spinner Skull Spinner Skull the podcast only available on the GoLoud app Air Credit Card brought to you by Bank of Ireland in partnership with Aer Lingus whether you're buying your weekly basics or splurging on a special gift, with Air Credit Card, you'll collect Avios and unlock even more rewards. The only credit card in Ireland that gives you travel rewards as you spend. Sign up now by searching Bank of Ireland Air Credit Card and go from tap to takeoff. Bank of Ireland, begin. Over 18s only. Acceptance criteria, lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Subject to a monthly fee of €7.99 and annual government stamp duty of €30. Euro. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.